Coming up next on the Breadwinning Mums. I feel like that was kind of a way, a wake up call for him, because he tells me himself, like I always thought you were so in love with me that you would never do what you did, and it was just like I basically pushed you to do that, and now that I know that you're capable and that there's people out there that actually will try to flirt mm. with you and get with you, then I need to take care of you. Mm. And ever since then, he's pushed his cousins to the side, and it was just like. So it's it, I see him more, and he was like, it helped me grow, because it helped me see what I was about to lose, and yeah, I know yeah. that I was not the only guy to get on the eye. In a way, I was kind of grateful for this situation, but kind of not. But it helped him. It helped us. the show. I'm Jane Lim. On the Breadwinning Mums podcast, we debunk the myths of working mums, cheer each other on, and show the world that it's okay to be a mum and still pursue excellence in your chosen area of expertise. Today we're chatting with Adeline Guevara, a fellow breadwinning mum with one son, Raphael. Adeline is an excellent exemplar of grit, tenacity, and accountability. Addie tells us a story about missing out on life's big chance, persevering through life's tough phases, and always thinking about how our actions will impact our children. Here we go with Adeline Guevara. Hello, Adeline. Hi, Jane. How are you going? Getting you? Yeah, very well, thank you. So we recently met um, in New York where our kids go to school together and Josie so loved Raphael. He's so gentle and loving. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I am um, 30 years old now. I turned 30 on April. I am a mother to only Raphael. I work in a as a paraprofessional in a Department of Education school, MS 839. And I also I just went back to college um, to finish my bachelor's degree about a year ago. I just made a year. Um, and I have four more classes left. So I'm doing that and that. And um I help my parents out a lot in like his trucking business and just making sure they're healthy and stuff. But yeah, um basically 30. <laughs> and a partner to Alfredo. A lot and of juggling. Self, yep. And partner slash mom slash everything to Alfredo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um can you tell us if you were to take us back to the really young Addie, maybe like the five, six years old Addie, what was she like? Five, six-year-old Addie was very never shy. 
Um, she would talk to everybody. I try to be friends with everybody, which was not good because I'll talk to strangers like, hey, what's your name? So that was bad in my part. Um, but I was very outgoing, very friendly, um, always bringing the light. Like I love to dance. I love to sing. So whenever there was a party, I was always like, hey, hey it's time to dance. Like, stop talking. Let's dance now. So I was always very energetic, very out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so good. Did you know uh, the concept of working back then? Did you know that you wanted to be a working person in your life? Yeah, I always knew that. I from little, even probably middle school, I used to tell my mom, like, I, I don't want to have kids. Like, why have kids? It's so much work. And I'm like, and if I do have, I'm like, I'll make sure I put them in camp, which ended up happening. <laughs> For some reason it happened this year, but um, I said, I'll put them to camp and I'll work nonstop. Um, I want to work, work, work and make money and be rich. But I always thought like I wasn't going to have kids. I was just going to work all my life and party and dance and <laughs> and travel. Wow. I love it. So why do you think you were thinking about working so strongly? Like, was it because of your parents and turban your relationship? Did you see them working a lot when you were young? My father, my father was always working. He traveled a lot long distance to do like deliveries because he's been a truck driver for almost ever. And so he would leave us for a week sometimes and just call us because it wasn't any cell phone. So whenever he made it to like um, a hotel, he would call us from that line, line the landline. But um, I always saw him working. It was just like whenever he come back, he'll bring us a present or so. We're like, okay, we're happy. But it was just like it was always my mom. And so I was just like, why, why don't you work? Mm. Like, why is that always working? Why can both of you guys work and like come home to us together? Mm. But um, but then I always enjoy having my mom around because then I have my friends who both their parents work or they had a single parent that only had their mom and they had to work and it was just like they were always in need of like having mom's attention and I'm just like well I'm kind of grateful of having my mom stay home with me but then yep. I kind of miss my dad so I want him to be here with us yep. yeah wow okay and how has that history uh shaped the way both you and Alfredo parents Raphael are you always mindful that you need to be present when you're home from work uh, but at the same time, you both want to contribute financially as well. So you don't feel like that one-sided parenting burden. Yes, definitely. So we, we've been talking about that a lot lately because we've been wanting to have like a second baby, preferably a girl, but you know, whatever goes in a way, like it's yeah. okay. But um, we've been talking about it, but we're always like, if if I stop working, then that'll mean less income and less income is going to really hurt us. And so we're like, we can't, at the moment, we can't have a baby. We have to wait. But then Alfredo works so much. He he works from like 7 in the morning to 5, 36 o'clock. By the time he gets home, it's 7 o'clock or 6. Yeah, 7 o'clock, 6.40, 7 o'clock, depending on how trains work. And so uh, I'm home early on the bright side, but working in a school with kids, it's so draining that I, by the yeah. time I come out of work, you still need a break. Mm. I need a break. And so mm. Raphael doesn't understand the break. He mm. understands, I want to go play and I want mommy and I want this. And I just want to lay down and just like 
Yeah. Let me get a second. But yeah. it's it's hard. Sometimes on the bright side, we do have my parents who like support us a lot. And mm-hmm. so whenever there is one day, let's say a month, I would say that we're really, really tired. Then mm-hmm. they would be like, let us take him to the park or let us do something with him. And they do take him away and like give us our space up mm-hmm. to like actually breathe. But other than that, it, it's really hard because Alfredo spends so much time working that when he's home, he just wants to relax, check his phone and see. And I'm just like, don't be on your phone. Like pay attention to Ralph. And then I'm like, baby, mm-hmm. like, um, but then I catch myself doing the same thing and I'm like, no, 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 checking emails. And I'm like, no, I gotta focus on Ralph. Like it's it's hard, like making sure we dedicate the time, but also keep a track of our work, but then make sure that we're meeting the standards of like trying to save up to move out since we live with my parents. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But we try. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You do your best every day and that's got to be enough. Um, So you currently work at uh, RAF school and it's quite close, right, to your home? Is that right? It is. It's about a 10 to 15 minute walk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very close. Um, It's very convenient on the bright side, but also sometimes you just need that a little bit of break after work before you come in, before you come home to your either second or first job, you know, being a mom and parent. Um, what strategy do you usually use on your walk home? What do you tell yourself to just put a stop to that work and then get ready for the next job? That's a good question. I mean, before I would just um, definitely take one walk around like the block of my school, just walk Mm. around it. And Mm. then just like call my mom and like to tell her how my day went. And Mm. then from there, I go straight to pick her up to meet up with Ralph. But this year, it was completely different because I started college again. And so mm-hmm. there were some days that I would have to go in person. And so I wouldn't be able to see Ralph. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was more like coming out of work, go to work early, come out, and then from there, run to college. Yeah. And then, I'll, and then from there, I go straight to tutor. So I'll get home oh, by wow. 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Mm. And so it was time for me to like that drive from tutoring to home was about 20, 25 minutes. So I would just put music on full blast and like sing. And like, <laughs> okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. And then make it home park and then go straight to like time to cook. Um, did you do your, did you do a little bit of review of like what you learned today? Um, mm-hmm. Did you shower, clean the room a little bit? And then from there, prepare dinner make sure that they're eating once I knew they were both shower both in bed that I will clean up the room go clean the kitchen and make sure I put away pack lunch pack food and then from there sit down do homework so I don't think I had I didn't see a transition in that except for when it was from tutoring to going home to yeah and it was just the music so wow power mom I don't know how you do it it's amazing How do you find time for you or do you get any time for you at all? 
I think this summer, actually, my brother, he's in the Air Force, but he came back for the summer. Um, he gave us for Mother's Day a package to like go for a spa and a massage. Oh, that's like, so nice. It's a Sunday, though. I can't go. It's a family <laughs> day. I can't do it. And so my brother booked it with my sister-in-law, my mom and my sister. And I told my husband, I was like, Alfredo, I was like, um... Mario booked this and like it's a Sunday he was like it's fine you never have time for you so go for it Hmm. she's like I don't know like I'm not sure if I feel comfortable I've never been apart from them never been apart from Ralph so it was just Hmm. it was weird for me but it was my one time Hmm. and now like he notices how much I do Hmm. that he's like randomly on a Friday or Thursday do you want to go out to dance in the night? And I'm like, but if we do, we're going to come home late. And then Ralph is going to wake up early. And who's going to be with him? Yeah, but yeah. we've done it about probably two, three times. And it's like, he'll sleep. And I'll wake up within two hours of sleep. And then I'll be with Ralph. And then when I see he's fully recovered, I'm like, all right, time to switch. It's your turn to take yeah. care of him. I'm going to go to sleep now. So <laughs> those two, three times, it was pretty good. But I think there's no new time. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to the spa yet? Um, we went recently, but and it was wow. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was okay. even the massage, I like knocked out. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. I want to do it more frequent. But then I saw the price and I was like, never mind. We'll wait for another, <laughs> we'll wait for another gift. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And how did you feel afterwards when you went back to your family after that spa? How was that whole day? Um, so it was, it was literally a three hours. It was an hour and a half just being in like, um, hot tubs and all that. And it was an hour and a half of a massage. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was forever that I was away from them. And I was just like, oh my God, like I, I kept texting them, like, I'm almost done. Like I'm almost there. How you feel guilty, you right? Yeah. You feel guilty taking time to yourself, mm-hmm. let alone work, but you feel guilty taking time to yourself from your family, from your young child. It's really weird that like, why do we? Why do we do that to ourselves? Because we do need to recharge, right? And then, sorry, uh, I cut you off. But when you went back, were you like a much nicer mom and partner to your family? Definitely. I went and I bought them like their favorite drinks before getting home and fruit. And then I was like, are you guys okay? You guys want to eat? Like I'll buy food and we'll we'll do takeout for today. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. felt way better. Yeah. And contrast that to a really... um like tired, haggard Addy, you're not being at the best mom slash partner, right? So I, I think, I don't know why we feel so, so much guilt with um, just taking some time to be us, but I think we should debunk that, you know, it's totally okay for us to take some time. I would argue that we should take at least a couple of hours uh, a week just to recharge so that we can continue to be a better person to the people that we love around us um so i might nudge alfredo (laughs) it it doesn't have to be a luxury spa it can just be a couple of hours to yourself that you can be Mm -hmm. just on your own right and he Um, tells me because sometimes he does like he's like i need a little bit of i need a time yeah let me go out for a walk and he'll go for like a jog and he'll Mm. go and sit in the park and i'm just like But I can't do that. And he was like, yes, you can. Go out and walk out. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to walk out from you guys. I can't walk away. He's yeah. like, but you're not 
leaving you're coming back and I'm like exactly no I can't do that yeah but every single time he tells me go do it I'm like no no like what are people gonna say what is this no like I have to stay here like I have to be with you guys yeah um, all right that's my <laughs> challenge to you then so make it into a, like a weekly habit maybe just go for half an hour walk to begin with but then gradually increase that to like five minutes increase um every single week so go for 30 minutes go for 35 minutes the following week go for 40 minutes and then think about it as charging yourself up so that you can be a better mom and be a better partner rather than leaving because you're not leaving you're just getting yourself a little bit more full you know fully charged and that's okay and then you can tag team because Alfredo needs that and you need that. And Definitely. then Raphael will be happier for it. That's true. Yeah. That's I mean, true. if 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 you're if you feel up for it. <laughs> <laughs> um so you've been with Alfredo for a while now. Can you tell us a little bit of how you guys met and how your uh, relationship has grown over the years? So we met playing soccer. My father had a soccer league um, back in 2015, 2014. And so we had a huge soccer team over 150 kids. And so here in New York, we had we have a lot of soccer leagues that most of the leagues that are Hispanic, they tend to do a lot, sell a lot of drinks, a lot of alcohol beverages. And so it's okay to have you know for parents a weekend and everything but they were excessive and so whenever there were games parents excessively drinking eventually will lead to fights and it wasn't necessary because the trauma was now start with kids mm-hmm. seeing how their parents would fight or get jumped or this but eventually we decided we wanted to create a not-for-profit um soccer league that we would have only kids and in those kids we were um not sell alcohol Mm-hmm. And so we we did that. And it was really, really hard at first because most of the teams and parents wanted to go where they had drinks and yeah. they didn't allow it to come in even from outside. So a lot of teams didn't follow us, but we did have 150 kids that they could just play against each other, but eventually wow. would come, become boring. So we ended up getting teams and everything and we still had space available. So we started bringing teams, teams that wanted to play um or adults that just wanted to do exercise that were a little overweight and needed exercise so my mom was in the team we had a lot of moms from the soccer club and we invited families and everything and so I used to train one of his um cousins Mm. and so his little cousin was probably 10 in that time and probably eight or ten and he was like oh you you gotta see my cousin you have to meet my cousin he's really nice in soccer and I'm like well his cousin he's eight he's a little kid who am I <laughs> so he was like yes he's amazing you gotta see him I'm gonna invite him one day I'm gonna invite him one day and yeah. so I used to sit, sit in the entrance helping my mom like sell like little foods or candies or chips juice or sodas and waters and so I see like this grown guy comes in and I'm like who is this like why are they coming in this is for kids it's only parents why is these like 20 year olds coming in and I'm like okay so they come in they sit down and all of a sudden I see them talking and he comes to me he's like did you see my cousin did you see my cousin I'm like oh he's like that's not right there and I'm like oh he's your cousin he's like yeah that's my cousin and I'm like oh 
small. I thought he was a little kid. He was like, no, he's my big cousin. And I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, well, nice. How do you meet him? But nice to meet him. She's like, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll introduce you to him later. And they were playing and everything. They played. He played as well. He encouraged like his cousins to play. And they were great. I was like, whoa, like I've never seen him. And I'm, I grew up in soccer fields. I started playing when I was 10. So I knew a lot of soccer boys that used to play around my age. Um, and I was just like, I I know almost all of Caton. That's what we call it, Caton Field. I'm like, I know all of Caton, all of Sunset Park, but I don't know him. Like, where does he come from? So at the end, I ended up playing and he just like stared and I was just like, okay. <laughs> and then eventually they introduced us and he, he was like, that's my cousin. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. He was like, oh, nice to meet you too. But that was it. From there, like every, we would see each other every weekend. He will come. And eventually one day he spoke to me and then I, it was because it was like the last two weeks. He was just like, hi. That was like the most he ever said to me. And I was like, if he does not ask me for my number or ask for anything else, I'm going to have to do it because this is it. It is now or never. And we start, I asked his cousin, the small one's wife, the older one. Um, I asked him like, hey, he goes by Pollito, chicken. That's what they call him. I'm like, <laughs> um, Pollito, like, does he have a girlfriend? And she was like, I don't know. Like, I can ask. And I was like can I get his number and I'll ask him. She was like, no, like, I don't like to give numbers. Let me ask. And if anything, I'll give him your number. And if he wants to reach out, he'll reach out to you. And I was like, okay. What she said, I was like, I know. We're not getting a text or anything. Left it like that within like an hour or two. He, <laughs> me. he was like, hey, um, it's Pipoito. They gave me your number. And I was like, oh, nice. Uh, I thought you wasn't going to text or anything. So we became friends. We started hanging out. Um, I would tell him like, you want to go out to dance? He's like, yeah, sure, let's go. He never danced, by the way. <laughs> never danced. He would sit there and just like have a couple of drinks, and I'll be like, I'm gonna dance. He's like, go ahead, and I'll yeah, party yeah. and this and that. Eventually, probably like three after the summer that we hanged out, he was like, I want to learn how to dance. Teach me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> let's let's dance and he started practicing and practicing and eventually we started well there wasn't an official like hey you want to be my girlfriend but it was just like I guess it was there already he was introducing me to his family like oh this is my girl and this and I was like oh okay so I'm, a, I'm his girl now okay <laughs> so um yeah so it, it started like that and um through soccer and it was just little by little seeing each other every day he'll take me to school and stuff and then yeah that's how you nice care. yeah when was this how old were you i was 20 21 21 wow mm -hmm. okay almost 10 years now and obviously life's completely different you have a little one you're mm -hmm. preparing to be financially independent yeah. how has your uh partnership changed over the last nine years 10 years so in the beginning it was we had a good relationship because there was always communication we like i like doing this he likes doing that he wanted a go hang out with his friends and I was like well I want to go dance so we would go separate ways but there was always this trust and I was I'm like I'm going out to dance that doesn't mean I'm going to go flirt with guys I'm going to dance that's it nobody's getting my number that's what's going to happen and I will go with other girls so it was good um but I guess like when when we became when 
I ended up getting pregnant. We were still living separate. Um, and eventually he was still not in, I guess, daddy mode. Didn't understand that we're having a baby coming soon. And so he was, he was working. He was saving up and he, we will see each other. But it was in like, um, like we were living together. And I was just like, so when are we going to move in together? Like, what's going to happen? Hmm. But because he was supporting his father and his sister, it was very hard for him to be like, I can't leave them. They're living here and I have to move in with you. And I'm like, yes, but it's me now. Like, you know, it's not me. It's us now. So we have to figure something out. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. And eventually when my, my parents found out, when I told them that I was pregnant, my father was really upset because he was like, he wanted the traditional way of like asking for my hand getting, getting married, married and, and then, then getting there, pregnant. Yeah. yeah but I did it the way around and so <laughs> he was like no you gotta get out of here I trusted you I I gave you everything and so you gotta leave and so he was like you have until today when I get home I don't want to see you home oh so I God. had to like pack up quick and I was just like I had to leave and I tell him I was like my dad kicked me out what I'm gonna what we're gonna do yeah his situation before he used to live with he, he was doubled up as well with his uncle and his dad and his sister and so he was like I can't bring you here because there's no space like we sleep in the hallway there's no way for oh you to sleep gosh. in the hallway so I told him okay well then what am I gonna do he was like I'm gonna speak to my dad his father um and see if his girlfriend has a space that we can get a little room and I was like okay but my mom was already like crying, reaching out to my brother. My brother was already living with my sister-in-law, who's not my sister-in-law. And he was like, look, my sister's pregnant. I know I've never brought you around the family because he didn't. He was like, but can um, can we bring my sister in at least until they find something out? Because she can't be there when my father gets there. And so my sister-in-law was like, definitely. So they took my bags. It was a work day. He picked up my bags while I was at work took it there which is literally two blocks away from where I work which it was great for me so took my bags I got there introduced me and we became um we started building a relationship but that same night my father spoke to my brother and told me to bring me back home that he needed to speak to me Mm -hmm. and so he did take me home left my bags in her place and brought me home and then my father was just like he was disappointed in me because he gave me everything he trusted me he believed that I was smart did not get him pregnant and so the only reason he'll take me back is because my mom's crying mm-hmm. and so he was like honestly talking I'm not happy with you but um I'm doing it for her I don't want to mm-hmm. see her upset so I stayed there that happened during Christmas time like December and then I was there um how far into your pregnancy I was probably like five six months I'll say oh gosh yeah and so it must be a very traumatic experience for you it's like uh, you can't go this way. You can't go that way. And then what are you going to do? You feel helpless, but then you're carrying this child within you. How, what went through your mind from that point when your dad told you you got to move out to the end of the day when you're finally back at home? At first, well, I've always been a, a person that's like moving and searching and there, this and there. So at first I was, I was upset. But that was his reaction, mm. one, because I know, like, I committed a mistake. Well, I did a mistake to him um, and everything. But I'm, I'm like, honestly, I 
didn't like I mean, it was it was a lot of mix. It was like a lot of yeah. feelings that were going through because I was I was angry that he did it, but then upset as well because like I did like you disappointed him. him. Back. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did do him wrong, but then again, I was just like, in a way, I was happy because um, when I was younger, the doctors had told me that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. Oh. So and all of a sudden, I was pregnant at the years, and I'm like, no, that this is weird. Me, yeah, I didn't believe it at first. Uh, I I was playing soccer. I was partying. I was um, doing everything that everything that I was normally doing. And yeah. I was just like, no, I found out I was pregnant probably like four or five months in. Oh, and wow. I, I was like, oh, shoot. I'm like, I've been pregnant. And I'm yeah. like, no, impossible. That's not true. It's probably a mistake or something until I went to a sonogram. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I'm pregnant, pregnant. Wow. And I was like, oh God, what the hell have I been doing? Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. Like I started feeling that guilt. But then when that happened, like I had to, I was like, I have to prepare them. I have to tell them because eventually, like I was going to start mm-hmm. to show, even though I didn't show until like seven, eight months. Wow. But I was like, I had to tell. And so when he kicked me out, I was just like, I'm going to start researching, trying to find what I can get. And so I knew about shelters, I knew about places where like, pregnant oh, were. Yeah. so I was I was searching I was ready like I, I just needed to know whether Alfredo had a plan or not because I was yeah. going to figure it out on my own regardless you're so tough I love it so you move back um after a day's worth of uh roller coaster mm-hmm. um and what was your discussion with Alfredo like from that point on that we had to figure it out I, I told him on my way like all right my father's taking me back I'm living here but first of all, it's all of us living in this apartment. How am I going to find, like, I shared room with my sister in that time. So I'm like, where am I going to fit a crib? How are you, like, not going to be in the picture? Like, how am I going to do it? And so he was like, yeah, but, like, how can I find a place? We can't find a place. Like, I, I don't know. And then moving in with my, my dad. And he was like, we're going to have to figure it out. But I was always the one that was searching and like looking for apartments and like, let's go look for this. Let's do that. And I never saw like him put in an input. So I felt like he would be like, yes, yes, yes. But his father, having his father will hold him back and he'd be like, I can't leave my dad alone. Mm. So I was just like, oh man. Eventually my father was like, we're going to, we're going to make space. We'll buy a bunk bed. You just like a sleep on top. You'll sleep there. We'll put a crib here. Like you'll be okay. And so I didn't see any action from Alfredo that I was mm. like, okay, I guess I'll figure it out for now until he figures it out and we find an apartment. Mm. So we, I, I basically we remodeled the room, fixed it mm. up and everything and still no action. And I will see Alfredo. We will see each other. And oh, you're still seeing each other. We'll still see each other, not home. Like, I'll have to step out and go out, and then we'll go out. But it was just like a one-hour thing. It wasn't like I'll see him as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. so from there, it was just eventually I I ended up, well, I ended up having my water break after coming to work. And I worked to the last day. I worked. Wow. I worked to the last day. I scooter because I, I used to ride my little scooter. Oh my so I used to scooter to work pregnant. And then yeah. eventually my mom would pick me up and we'll walk home. But I broke water that day and I still went to work. And I was like, 
I think I want to go, but I'm going to work. Came to work, finished my day, then my mom picked me up. And we walked home and I was like, you know, like I woke up like this. And then she was like, I think your water broke. And I was like, impossible. I don't think that. I think I just probably pee on myself. Like, I <laughs> up, it's good. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. She was like, call your doctor. I think, I think your water broke. I called my doctor. She was like, you should go to the, you should go to the ER. Let's ER. Fine. We'll just check. I was like, okay. She's like, are you feeling anything? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I've been yeah. fine the whole day. Yeah. I went to the ER. Turns out that my water did break partially. It yeah. wasn't fully ready. Um, But um, I had to stay in. They're like, because you already have a little bit of fluid left. And you're going to give birth eventually. And I'm like, okay. Did you get contractions yet from no. that morning? Okay. I was like that for almost, I think I didn't get... I broke water at six in the morning. I checked in in the hospital at four in the afternoon and I was there. I slept the whole night. My mom was scared because she was like, why is she sleeping? She should be up. It shouldn't be like this. I was so relaxed. I was sleeping. And then eventually, um, I think at six in the morning, the doctor comes in and she was like, how are you feeling? I'm like, good. I'm just sleeping. She was like, okay, let's check. Check. She was like, okay, I'm going to rip you up to finish you up. And you should start getting contractions. Then stick her fingers in, rip me up. And she was like, I'll come back in an hour. Okay. Nothing. It was 12 o'clock, nothing. And I'm like, nothing. She was like, okay, we have to inject you some medication to start getting contractions. I'm like, okay. Mm. Gave me nothing. Three o'clock, four o'clock, nothing. They're like, you know what? Let's increase it. So they increased it. And eventually I started feeling it within the first 15 minutes. I'm like, hold up, hold up. Wow. What is this? Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, I'm getting cramps. Like I'm getting my period. They're yeah. like, nope, those are contractions. I'm like, yeah. They're like, it's just the beginning. I'm like, you know what? Let me get the epidural. I'm not going to be able to put the epidural. And so they put it. And then at around six o'clock, I started pushing. But Ralph wouldn't come out. He would go back in. He was oh. he, he was not helping at all. Not helping. And so I didn't want to give the full potential either because Alfredo wasn't there. He was oh. working in New Jersey. And You're so I told him, I was like, sort of subconsciously I, waiting for him. I told him, I told him the day before I'm staying in. That means yep. he's coming. So mm. you better be rushing. He was like, but I can't call out of work. We need this money. Mm. Let me at least until four o'clock and then I'll I'll find the ride back. And I'm like, okay. So eventually he found the ride back, made it back from New Jersey, still had the decency to go and take a shower, get ready, and then come to the hospital when I was like, hurry up. Because they told me if this time he doesn't come out, yeah. we're going to have a C-section. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And he was like, okay, okay, I'm taking a cab right now. I'm taking a cab. Took a cab. It was my mom only there with me. And so he came in the room. Um, eventually, I've been pushing so much that it was just like I was starting to pass out. Oh, so wow. they told me, like, keep pushing. And I was like, I can't. Like, I was starting yeah. to get sleepy. And I was like, I can't. I'm tired. And I'm tired. Yeah. But, like, she's passing out. Eventually, all of a sudden, when I said, like, I'm tired, they said she's passing out. They're like, call backup. 
They had about four nurses, two doctors, my doctor with the vacuum, Alfredo, my mom holding one leg and like, you know, like pushing. I was like, I can't no more. I can't. And eventually one of the doctors like got on top of the bed and started pushing my stomach down. At the oh, same wow. Time. And the vacuum sucking Ralph out because he kept mm. going back in. Alfredo's like, he keeps going in. Like, what's going on? Mm. I was like, I don't know, babe. I'm just tired. I like, I can't. Mm. He was like, come on, let's do this. You're mm. there. Eventually, Ralph was born. He was born and he came out and it was, it was, he didn't cry. He looked purple. And Alfredo's like, babe, why is he mm. purple? Babe, mm. he's purple. What's going on? Like, doctor didn't let me see him they took him to the side cleaned him up and I got smacked him in the butt made him cry and he was like oh okay he's alive he's alive mm. but we only was able to hold him for a little bit I was only able to like have a little bit of attention with him because then they had to take him to the NICU since I was now with fever he was born with fever he had already ate his his poop and so he had to be in the NICU and eventually it was just like, okay, babe, um, it was probably like one in the morning. Ralph was born at 1030. And it was one in the morning when they had finished cleaning me up and I had to go to the bathroom. He was gone. And he was like, all right, babe, I'm staying 15, 20 more minutes and I have to leave because I have to work tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So I was like, what do I do now? Yeah, and then yeah. my mom's like, okay, like, you want me to stay with you? And I was like, no, like, it's fine. Like, you already did so much the night before. Go and take care of my dad and my sister. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So she was like, okay. So she left thinking that he was going to stay. Yeah. And yeah. then he left. And then I was like, with no baby. And I was like, everybody's around me with their baby. And I'm like, mm -hmm. like, where's my baby? Like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was the first days. Like, I guess it was like, uh, like a lot of like sadness that I was like, we will go to the breastfeeding class and I will go and everybody's there with the babies. And I'm just like, I can't get my baby out. And I'm just like, mm. yeah, like I, I felt bad at first, but then eventually I was just like, it's okay. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I yes, didn't see right. Alfredo probably until the day that I was going to be discharged. So I gave birth on a Wednesday and he didn't come back until Saturday morning. Oh, wow. So because he was working and he was tired. So I was basically alone those days and just trying to figure it out and he came but he only came for a couple of hours because since my dad was so upset at the whole transition he was not able they couldn't be in the same room my dad mm -hmm. said he was gonna kill him so um he came in the morning saw me and his mom for the first time since I didn't meet her at all and then eventually um I told him like my parents are about to get here they have 10 minutes and they left and so mm -hmm. my parents took me home and probably for the first month, we'll say first two weeks, first two, three weeks, it was just Ralph and me and Alfredo was just working. And then I was just like, when are you going to come see us? He's like, but I can't, your dad doesn't like me. How am I going to go in? And I was like, well, if this is going to be your energy, then I don't know how we're going to do it. You're going to have to find mm. a way to get us out now because I can't be alone raising him. Mm. And so he eventually, I remember it was May 16th, he tells me he was like I need to see you guys like I feel bad I don't I don't know like I need to see you guys and I spoke to my dad and I was like I know you don't like him but he is the father and like he wants to see him he mm -hmm. needs to see him and he was like it's fine tell him to come in mm -hmm. you can go to your room you guys can be there that's fine with me mm -hmm. I was like, okay 
and he came he started coming a little more often maybe like once I'll say like two three times a week but Mm -hmm. to me it was just like um you're not a two three times two Mm -hmm. three hours father you're a father full-time just like I am Mm -hmm. I need you here and so no he was still with his dad still with his dad and yeah he was still partying he was still going out drinking with his friends this that instead of being with us and I'm just like hello Mm -hmm. you are a father and I would find out that he was going out because of his messages. Like he would get his friends like, hey, where are you? He's like, I'm with my with my baby mom and with my son. Like, oh, what time are you leaving? Like, so we can meet up and we can go out. And I was like, are you really going to go like leave and be with them? So mm-hmm. that's how I started finding out that he was still doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're basically acting like you're single because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about us. You come see us for two, three hours and that's it. And I was like, and I have to figure out, I have to wake up, I have to take him out, I have to go to that appointment, and you're still just working and hanging out? Mm. I was like, that's not okay. That's mm. not okay. So eventually, um, I think it was, that was 2018, 2019, he, we went on a trip to Disney. And so I told, I told my dad, I was like, we're going to, like, let's go to Florida. We planned it out and everything. And I'm like, but he, he wants to go with us and he was like that's fine let him come he mm-hmm. came he was with us but my dad didn't want to sleep in the same room he was like no and I was like bah we already have a kid like mm-hmm. we're not gonna do the same thing like we already know like it's not gonna happen like but he is my partner he is my you know the father of my son and I want to be with him and you know and he was like okay he was like I'm trusting you I'm like okay mm-hmm. He started liking the fact that we were like wake up to each other and then go out and this and it was more family and then we ended up going to Disney and all of that and it was his first time ever traveling, so he loved it and he, he eventually when he we went back he went back home, um after the vacation his father was starting to have problems with the uncle, and so he was like we're gonna have to move out and I was like so now you're being forced to move out in other words because you're not comfortable so then what's gonna happen. He was like, well, my dad has his girlfriend and he's thinking about moving in with his girl. I can move in there, but then we're still going to be separate. He was like, unless, what do you want to do? And I was like, we can't find an apartment. We have to figure it out. Like, I spoke to my father and he was like, he is the father of his son. I, I don't want to be the reason why your son doesn't grow up with a father. So if you guys want, tell him to move in. You guys can you guys can take the room we'll find a spot for your sister then start going to college or start um looking for an building apartment yourself up. building mm. yourself up and so you should be better we'll give you like a year or two because that's what the process takes and I'm like okay so I told him and operator was like okay yeah I'll move in with you I was like mm. okay fine great And so moving in with me, he still thought, like, I'm still local. My friends are here. He still wanted to hang out. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> now you're living here. Now you want to hang out? Let's go hang out. Put him in the stroller. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We'll go for a walk. And I'm like, how you're still going to go hang out, do you think? But then I'm, I'm doing it on my own. No. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. So it took him years. It took him years to actually 
leave that on the side. And what and made it? What really changed um, that part of his mindset? Do you think until he finally accepted the reality that no, I am now a family person. I have a partner. I have a son, and I have to leave that lie behind me. I think it was the fact that um, so when when he moved in, he moved in on with me. I said we got engaged on November, the day of Black Friday for us, um, the day after Thanksgiving. We he proposed to me, and I was just like, "This is it! Like, we're gonna marry." We got married in December, mm. December thirteen of Friday, twenty nineteen, and then he moved in on January. Okay, January he moved in with us. So he we we were married, we're living, boom. But then one night, I remember I went out to a concert with my sister, and turns out that um, I got home, he was sleeping with Ralph and everything. And I grabbed a phone and I put it to charge, but I noticed that he had messages. So I found out he was cheating on me, that he had someone else like a year or two years already. And I'm like, wait, so you've been dating somebody else while you were dating me? And I've been carrying your son and I've been all of this. And so I woke him up and I was like, what is this? What are you doing? And this is what you wanted. Like, you should have just left. Like, we Mm -hmm. didn't have to get married. We didn't have to live together. Like, I was doing it on my own. I don't need this. No, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But something, something was still telling me, no, he's not. He's not. Hmm. Eventually, he, um, I caught him still for Valentine's Day. Um, The day before Valentine's Day, I called him with messaging. And I was like, okay, then I don't want to be with him. Get out. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. And so he was like, no, I swear called and put it on speaker told her like I don't want to be with you um with my wife with my kid and that's what I'm going to be with and that's it the person begged and was like no please please he was like no I'm sorry I'm sorry and I'm staying with her so he started changing starting perspective okay that was in 2019 COVID hit we were locked in we were it, together almost the whole time he couldn't go work I was working remotely at at home and eventually this summer um it passed the school year I started working actually the summer they started going back in person and I started working in my father's company as um uh, customer service for a trucking company and so I used to work there every summer when I was single and that was a side hustle for me because it was an extra check I was getting. And so eventually um, I told him, like, I'm going to go back to work. And my school started going remote. They had the option to go remote. So I told him, I told the company, I was like, look, I have I have to go back, but I can do remote. And if I do remote, can I work here as well? They say, yeah. And I said, OK, well, that's two checks at the same time. I should be good. So I started working and everything. And so he was still going out with his friends, still with his cousins, go out to drink, go to the bars, go to clubs. And I was like, okay, fine. I started talking to a couple of guys that were there, friends, and we would hang out, all the office staff and them. And then eventually one of them started talking to me differently. And so telling me that I'm pretty and this and that. And I was just like, let me go with the flow. I'm not going to cheat. Let me go with the flow. Let's see how far 
the conversation goes. I had two weeks left for work. So I was like, two weeks. From there, block the number. I won't know nothing about it. Okay. Turns out that when I fell asleep, when Alfredo went out, and I text the guy, we were texting, and I fell asleep and never deleted the messages. And so Alfredo got home, grabbed my phone, never checked it. But for some reason, he said that day he wanted to check it. And he unlocked it and found the messages. And so eventually, um, he was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm leaving. And I was like, that's what you want to do? Okay, go. And I saw he left for real. And I was like, oh, shoot, he was for real. So I went looking for him. And then I told him, I was like, why are you leaving me? Because you're cheating on me. You're talking to somebody else. I was like, yes, but I'm just talking. There's nothing else. I was like, I can reassure you. Look at the conversations. Nothing happened. It was just a flirty conversation. That's it. And he was like, yes, but you cheated on me. And 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 I was like, trust me, I did not do not one fourth of what you did to me. You did it for two years. And I was like, and you hide it well. And I was like, so if I forgave you, why can't you forgive me? I was like, what's the difference? Because you're a guy and I'm a female? I was like, no. I was like, if that's what you want, then okay. I understand. I did my mistake. I apologize. I should have not gotten to that point. And I was like, you're right. And I probably did wrong. You're right. And I'm sorry. I'm completely sorry. And it, it won't happen ever again. But if this is what you want, then I completely understand. I go with my consequences, what my actions were. And eventually he came back, um, spoke, and we said, we're going to build. I said, you want my phone? Take my phone for the rest of the year. We'll switch phones. Keep it. I don't care. I was like, I'll tell my job that I switched number. They can text me at the new number. That's fine. I'm going back to school already, um, to my school job. And I'm like, it's fine. I don't care. He was like, no, like, it's fine. I need to learn how to trust you. And little by little, we started trusting, building, and it's been working out good. Like, it's, I tell him, I was like, check. I have nothing to hide. I've always brought him around, always brought him around to like my job parties and this and I, always. But after I found out he was cheating on me, I was like, Let's see how it feels. Let's mm -hmm. see. Which was not a good idea. It should have not gone that way. But I did take that action. And I told him I take full responsibility. I did wrong. And that's what I tell him now. When we're like, sometimes we like talk about it. And we're like, oh, this happened and that. And I'm like, honestly, talking to people so self-centered of like, what were you doing? And this. And I was always so focused on like, you're doing this to me. You're doing that to me. And I did a revenge to you. But not once did we think, did this affect our, um, Raphael? Mm. Like, just the not conversating or arguing, like, did it affect him? Mm. And I'm like, we grew up with our parents always fighting and seeing and this and that. And I'm like, and I always said, I do not want that for my kid. And I think we just did the same thing. And mm. I was like, hopefully he was so little, he, he doesn't remember two or three years old. Like, he doesn't remember what really happened. But I'm like, for the future reference, we can't think about us. It's not about us. It's about him. And so whenever we are about to do something, always think like, what's going to happen with Ralph? What are going to be the actions? How is it going to hurt? Who, who is it? And just basically not do it. Think yeah. about it. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And that's now our thing. Like whenever he has a moment of like, he, he feels bad with, that or he feels bad with his childhood then he's like i need a moment and i'm like it's fine 
take a moment. I'll leave you alone. Go out for a walk. I'll make sure in a couple of minutes. And I'll bring you home. Okay. I'll focus on Ralph. Make sure he's happy. And then when he comes back, he's like, okay, I feel better. And we're better. But I feel like that was kind of a way, a wake up call for him. Because he tells me himself, like, I always thought you were so in love with me that you would never do what you did. And it was just like, I basically pushed you to do that. And now that I know that you're capable and there's people out there that actually will try to flirt mm. with you and get with you, then I need to take care of you. Mm. And ever since then, he's pushed his cousins to the side. And it was just like weekends and Friday, Saturday, Sundays. It's like us. It's not going out to the bars and drinking with boys. And it's like, let's go out, babe. Let's go out for a dance. Let's go out to have a drink. Or Ralph, let's go do activities. So Ralph, let's do that. So it's it, I see him more. And he was like, it helped me grow. Because it helped me see what I was about to lose. And yeah, I know yeah. that I was not the only guy to get only I. There was plenty of other guys that could have taken your heart. Mm. And I was like, well, in a way, I was kind of grateful for this situation, but kind of not. But it helped him. It helped us. It helped yep. us. Yep. Our relationship. Wow. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing. That's yeah. such a great lesson. Good to hear. I think... Sometimes things happen that make us uh, see this pr- perspective on the other person's eye, right? Sometimes we we take our own reality, our own um, version of reality for granted that we forgot that there's other versions of realities that happen simultaneously on the other side. So it's good to have that empathy, I guess. So currently you're studying, you're working, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a daughter, you're doing all these different types of uh, juggling in your daily lives. How are you juggling all this and keep yourself sane at the same time? That's a very good question. I have no idea how I'm keeping it at peace. (laughs) I have no idea, literally, because I'm like... um, This past year was one of my most hardest years that I've had. Because I wasn't, I was always used to going to school and working, but that was it. It was just me, myself, and taking care of it. And that's it. I would get home at 11, 12 o'clock at night, but I was doing my thing. But now that I'm just like, wake up, make sure Ralph is ready, make sure lunch is ready for Alfredo, go to work, make sure that I'm mentally here at work, juggling the technology, juggling um, the administration side, juggling making sure students are getting the services they need. Top of that, doing homework, going to college, making sure I was in there late. Then from there, doing the student teaching by tutoring. And I'm just like, by the time I got home, I'm just like, how am I not going crazy? And I really don't know. I feel like sometimes I will be really stressed out and there was probably like one or two days that I'll come to work and then I'll I have like my little office cubicle and I would just like close my curtain and I'm just like don't interrupt and I would just like cry 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 for like a good 15-20 minutes and like think like how am I doing this why am I doing that and then eventually I'm just like but wait so many other people do it why can't I like it's gonna be hard but next year I'm only gonna have this year, I'm only going to have four classes, three classes in one semester, one class in the other. It's going to get better. And then after that, I'll be done. Then I'll start working. And then I won't have that many classes. And it's just like, it would just be work. And Ralph, and I'm like, okay. And a year goes by fast. So 
I just mentally, I feel like I talk to myself and I'm just yeah. like, you got the daddy. If someone else did it, you can do it. Yeah. Why can't you do it? What yeah. makes them different than you? So that motivates me. That motivates me. That's awesome. That's so good. You're your own uh, best coach, you know, (laughs) and you take yourself through the timeline and empower yourself. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. So if you could give your younger self one advice, let's go back to that really young Addie who's five or six years old who loves to dance, Um, knowing all of the knowledge that you know now, what would you tell your younger self? Um, definitely do not pick party over everything else because I did have lots of opportunities to go professional in soccer. I At 16, I was recruited to play for the national Mexican team. Oh, wow. For the, for the females down. And so I was like, I was 16. It was like my hormonal stage still. And I was like, do I really want to go and focus 24-7 on soccer and school? Or do I want to have my parents close to me, school, friends, and party all together? And I can still mm-hmm. play soccer here and there. Mm-hmm. And I picked that choice instead of the professionally. And I'm just like, I should have picked the other one because I could have done that better save money and eventually party when I get older but it was in that way and so I would have probably taken that a little more serious um and probably prevent and having a unplanned pregnancy and probably finish school early and I probably had a different plan because everything I had was planned I was gonna get married at this age I was gonna have a baby this age and that but the married part didn't come fast. It came, the baby came exactly at the age I said I was. Oh. Which unexpectedly, but um, I said at 25, I wanted to have a baby and settle because I was going to be too busy partying in my early 20s, but in the wrong way. So, but I'm happy. Ralph makes me happy. Alfredo makes me happy. And it's just like nothing goes as planned. You got to go mm-hmm. as it is and it's coming out good. Eventually, it will be better. Yeah, and you have the resilience to go through life's phases by the looks of it. That's awesome. Okay, so one last question that I ask all moms is, what's your alpha mom song? So when you come home, when you're driving home from the toot, when you're blasting all the song and really singing out loud before you go back home to your second or third job in your life, what song do you put on the mental mind and to make it through the day? Um, there's a, well, I'm, I'm a very Mexican <laughs> culture I'll have because I love Mexican music. Um, mm. and that's all I listen to. But last year, I'll say it's been a year since my sister put me on to like this mellow singer named Kuko. And mm. so there's this one song, it's called Time Machine from Kuko. And it just talks about how if he had the ability to go back in time and fix certain things, he will fix it and then move back in the future. But then things would be different. So it just talks about it's the whole uh, something that we're able to change. And so it's it's a mellow, but like techno song. Yeah, it's very reflective. And so I usually blast that song and that gets me into the motivation of like, sing and ready and then from there it slowly goes down to like 
sad romantic songs and like Mexican trying to like go out on your voice <laughs> but for some reason singing and like hitting those bad notes that I can't hit seem to work and it's like when I get home I'm like oh babe this song was so good and I try to hit it but I didn't do it but I got it I got it one day one day you tried you did their best try, try. so it, it, it makes me feel good it just, just singing it makes me feel good yeah, that's awesome. All right, Addy, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. It's been so lovely meeting you, but having this conversation with you, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, Jane. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Breadwinning Mums. Please subscribe and leave us some feedback so we can continue to make the show better for you. If you know a fellow Breadwinning Mum, please share the show so we can cheer each other on. Until next time.